fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. H, Dr. Henry Ely. You know me by now. It's so good to be back here with you, folks. You know, we have a great show for you today. We got John Bedwin, uh, who is uh, a member of my grand jury team, and he's a member of a lot of different teams out here. This is just a good dude, a good dad, doing a lot of good out in the world He's one of the two people in the country who's gotten a hold of uh, COVID death certificates, of really of all death certificates for the state of Massachusetts in his case. And he's analyzed everything because, of course, he's an electrical engineer and God puts us in the right places and where we need to be. And he got this information, folks, and he has crushed it. He's going to show you some stuff. Um, and of course, we're going to try to give you a word's eye view today, but he's going to show you some stuff that's going to blow your mind. He's going to show you some stuff um, about how 2020 was about respiratory death and excess death in our in our senior population, our super senior population over 85, but that by 2021 and 2022, very, very different story. Now it moved from respiratory to cardiovascular, and the only thing that's changed, the introduction of these shots, the introduction of these shots that are definitively killing people every day. Uh, I at the time of this recording, folks, I'm uh, watching or getting my phone is getting blown up by uh, people watching Monday Night Football, um, and a young man. Let me make sure I I pay my respects here. Uh, young man, Bill Safety, Demar Hamlin, uh, collapsed on the field after he appeared to have a cardiac event. They went into CPR, and at the time of this recording, we don't know if he's going to survive. Apparently they have intubated him and uh, last we're hearing, but I doubt that we're going to hear the truth on this. And, but what's really interesting. And I was talking with, uh, with John off air and he said, you know, there's a Rasmussen poll that, that um, over 50% of the people polled in the United States felt that the shots were involved in these, in these sudden deaths, you know, especially in, in, high-performance athletes and especially in our, our youth, you know, and, and when I say youth, I'm talking about people under 40 because I'm well over that now, but you know, it, it's, it shouldn't be normal and it can't be normal for somebody 37 year old to just die in their sleep. It can't be normal for a 70 year old to die unexpectedly, you know, and with no cause, you know, no, it wasn't a car accident. It wasn't a drug overdose. You know, they just, they just drop dead. Right that can't be normal. It's not normal. Okay. And what we have to do is hold everyone to the highest standards of accountability. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And that's what I love about John and what he's doing. He's done the work and he's actually filed his own case against the governor of Massachusetts, but he's done his own work on this incredible gift of a data set that we've gotten. He's done his own work to prove that it is the shots. 
that the only thing that changed from 2020 to 2021, 2020 to 2022, are the shots. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck. In this case, if it kills like a, like a shot and looks like a shot, it's the shot. It's the shot that's killing people. You know, and I, I, I do sincerely uh, pray for Damar Hamlin and his family. I hope the young brother does um, pull through somehow. I'm going to tell you, having seen what I've seen with my cousin uh, just last week, it doesn't look good. Um, you know, and if they're by some some stroke of luck able to and good fortune able to save his life, I hope he comes through it and I hope he comes through it unscathed. But I will tell you, I am expecting to hear that he has passed away and I'm expecting them to try to cover it up by saying he's had a uh, enlarged heart or something that was undetected that they missed. Um, they're already we're already seeing that they're trying to cover for this and say that having doctors go in on YouTube immediately and say, oh, it's not the shot. It couldn't have been the shot. It couldn't have been the shot. Really? How can you say that? Did you examine him? Are you in the room with him right now? Do you know his medical history? How can you say that? I'm so tired of people protecting the lie. Stop protecting the damn shot. Stop protecting Pfizer and Moderna and Fauci and friends. Stop protecting them. They don't deserve it. Why in the world would you protect them so that you can be right about something that you're wrong about? It just doesn't make any sense. Stop protecting the lie. And that's what John, who's going to be with us right after these messages, is going to do. He's going to pull the rug out from anybody who's trying to protect the lie. You have to explain why people are dying within 24 hours, 44 hours, 40, excuse me, 48 hours of getting shot by Pfizer, shot by Moderna. You, you have to to be able to explain that. And if you can't explain that, then it's the shot until proven otherwise. It's not our duty to prove that the shot did it. It's their duty to prove that the shot didn't because we have someone who died and shouldn't have. And the only thing that's different is the shot. Folks, we write back with uh, John Bodwin and uh, the Massachusetts Death Certificate Analysis and more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Energetic Health Radio is brought to us by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Folks, if you are seeing the crazy that's going on in our world and you say, I want out, where is the exit door? The exit door is knowledge. The exit door is wisdom. The exit door is knowing how to care for this amazing gift of life, this amazing gift of, of living that you have been given. And you can do that by studying with us at the Energetic Health Institute. If you are severely injured or moderately injured or concerned that, that you might be having a development of problems after taking the shot and you want to become unvaxxed, come and check us out. Art of Cellular Healing, you will love that course. We have some great stuff in there. That's stage one of the healing process. If you want to get into our cleansing and detoxification, coursework certification, great program, all of it super supported. We'll teach you how to fast as well. If you want to just say, you know what, I want to learn about nutrition and how to feed myself and my family in a way that is going to lead to health, check out our holistic nutrition certification. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org. You'll be glad you did. 
We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with John Bodwin. And if you haven't met him yet, folks, you are in for a treat as much as getting bad news can be a treat. This guy, it's, I think the good news is that we have a guy out there like this who's doing just great work, all from the purity of his heart. Uh, just a great dude that's invested, a dad, an American, and just somebody that you just feel good that he's out there doing what he's doing. John, how are you doing today? Very well. Thanks for having me, Dr. H. Well, John, it's always a pleasure talking with you, buddy. And, you know, we have some really fun times on the, the grand jury team. And, you know, I know you're working on many teams and things like that. But I want to get into, uh, first and foremost, the first thing that kind of caught my eye uh, months ago, which was your work with Exhibit F. I thought this was just jaw-dropping. Um, for those of you that don't know, John is one of the few people in the nation that has gotten access to actual death certificate records, in this case, in the state of Massachusetts. And he has actually filed his own legal actions against um, the governor of the state of Massachusetts. And uh, John, what can you tell our audience to start educating us about Exhibit F and what you've put together, what you've analyzed? <clears throat> okay, well, um, I guess I'll start with uh, wh why I sought it. Um, I noticed a little seven-year-old girl had died from what they said was COVID on the news. So I thought there's no way that happened. Um, I, I had been in the data for a couple of years from the very beginning. <clears throat> and so I thought the way to find it would be to ask for her death certificate and why not ask for all of them? So locally we did a uh, we did eight different public records disclosures and only one hit. And it was the entire database, 420,000 death certificates. And then we got an update which brought the total to 460,000 death certificates from 2015 to through 2022, probably uh, I think the last one was through September. <clears throat> and um, when I went through them, I thought, well, how do I know when they were vaccinated? The only access I have to those dates are theirs. So I, I, I checked out the girl and sure enough, it said she died from COVID. 
And then I went and did a search in VARES, which doesn't have names. And, and I do have all the names in the death certificate database, by the way. Nothing is de-identified. I have 315 different um, fields for each record. There, there are 315 entries for every single record. So I went into VARES and I looked for a seven-year-old Massachusetts female. And I came up with about four. And when I started reading them, the uh, the date of death uh, lined up with only one girl that mm-hmm. was that was close, and it was really close. Um, so that that set me to do a correlation between the two, and it was a lot of manual work. Um, as you know, <clears throat> your audience probably doesn't know. I did a lot of uh, data analysis, so I looked at individual causes of death, which we can get into later. But um, the the manual part of it led me to, uh, you know, I want to stop the death. Um, I, you, you know, I lost my son four and a half years ago and mm-hmm. you know, adults are choosing to, uh, they're choosing to do this. Um, not, not really because they don't have informed consent and we can have another discussion about that. But what, what meant a lot to me was the kids mm-hmm. and, and the kids are being told by their school nurses and by their parents and people they, they trust to take an injection of an experimental substance that you know, you might as well, you're better off being shot. You can pull a bullet out, but once you inject this stuff in, there's no getting it out. So <clears throat> I want to save the kids. That's why I did it. And uh, so I started correlating them and, um, you know, that, that that's how I began. Mm-hmm. And now can you share this um, little girl's name or is that something you can't share? Well, I can, um, you know, I try to be respectful. It depends on the audience. Like if it's a small group of a hundred people, I'll, I'll just say Cassidy. Her first name is Cassidy. Um, and, and when you say a name, it becomes real. And, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm sure that's why you asked. And it's, I'll share the story. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, it said she died of complications due to coronavirus viral uh, um, infection. The there were no that was cause A. There's no cause B, C, or D. But under con- conditions contributing, there was a fungal pleurisy, and you know I would attribute that, you know, to wearing a mask five days a week for six hours a right, day. Right, right, exactly. Um, that's just nuts. So uh, it didn't. You know, I don't think it contributed to her death, but um, really, her, her her death was intestinal and stomach related. Um, and the other thing was asthma. So it was, they were just conditions that she had. So I look at VARES and uh, she had died on January 18, 2022. So that would be last year now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Another whole year has gone by. Another and whole still, year. And they're still injecting kids. 11 um, year old locally just died. So the, uh, the VARES record said, under prior history, it said, began throwing up within five minutes of vaccination and threw up for the next eight to 10 hours. So then what do they do if, after a few weeks? They give her a second dose. So the VAERS report is about the second dose. So under uh, symptom text field, it says, got stomach pain right away and had 103 degree fever. Um, and then the report stops. I mean, it said a few other things, but n- nothing that important. This the the record stops because it was entered on the fifteenth of January. 
Cassidy died on the 18th of January. Nobody went in and, and updated the report. You know, they made the report, they were done, but it's the yeah. same girl. There's, there's no way it's anybody else. <clears throat> so what you have here is a girl that gets injected, reacts within five minutes, has a terrible time with it, then gets injected again, reacts right away, has a fever and stomach pain, and, and she dies within a couple of days. And they write on the death certificate that she died from COVID. So the parents run out and get their kids vaccinated for COVID because they're afraid, oh, my gosh, a little girl in Massachusetts, seven years old, died from COVID, mm-hmm. which is a lie. So you have two kinds of fraud here. The fraud of omission, omitting the vaccine as the cause of death, and the fraud of commission, adding COVID when it was not COVID. This is a this is a double whammy right here. And for our audience, I just want to I just want to reiterate um what we're hearing from people who are injured by the shots is this this involuntary vomiting um, that they're doing. And my personal opinion today on it is that it's an attempt by the body to relieve itself of a known antigen. It's a it's a last kind of or initial kind of gasp. It's something that happened to my cousin just last week before she was uh, before she died, um, and of course, she had gotten four uh, shots, and and you know, and, and it was misinterpreted, misdiagnosed as a viral illness, even though there was no proof of infection, there was no fever or anything like that. So, what, what we have to be mindful of is that the body, when the body is being poisoned, is the body will involuntarily vomit, and that's what this little girl did within five minutes. And then, of course, that gets ignored. She gets a second shot within what, John, two weeks. Yeah, one can only guess, but it had to be after two weeks because they wouldn't do it before two weeks, right? Right, right. Uh, two weeks or, or right beyond. But what we just learned from Albert Benavides with uh, VARES Aware is that the records, the VARES records do not get updated. So the initial re- record is put in. The little girl dies, John, three days later is what you were saying? Well, it was, um, yeah, she died on the 18th. She was injected on the 13th. The record was placed on the 15th. So, so I guess it would be four and a half, five days. Right. So she dies three days later, but now that's not counted as a death in VARES because the only count for VARES is the initial report. As of 2011, we don't get updated long-term data on what happened to these people after the VARES initial report was put in. So the only initial reports that uh, where the person died are the ones that are included in the actual death count in VARES. So the death count is most certainly, as John, you're pointing out here, higher than what we are being told. And it's already egregious um, and, and, and warrants the shutdown of this program. This is what we've all, and I know, John, you've been saying the same thing. We've all been saying this really since January of 2021, shut it down. It's got to be shut down. They've already way shot past all of the safety signals. Tell us a little bit more about this concept of fraud of omission and fraud of commission, because I really want the audience to get this point you're making right here. Sure. Um, and you're absolutely right. It would not get counted uh, because it doesn't have that why in the, in the, in the field on the, uh, on the VAERS report. <clears throat> so I said fraud of commission. They, they wrote down COVID when it wasn't COVID. Fraud of omission, they didn't write down vaccine. Mm-hmm. When I when I looked through, uh, I did word string searches for V-A-C-C-I-N so that it would catch vaccine, vaccination, vaccinated. Um, it also caught unvaccinated. So I had to sift through those. <clears throat> Excuse me. There were about 12 
death records, death certificates that mentioned the vaccine. Um, it was clear that the medical examiner that filled out the, the, I call them the narrative fields, that's where they write words of what killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, af- afterwards, there's a, a medical coder who will come by and read the words and apply a, a code. They're called ICD-10 codes. They're international. Everybody uses the same ones. So <clears throat> out of the 12, only one single record wrote Y590 um, and also wrote T881. Now, Y590 means viral death from viral vaccines. T881 means um, other uh, complications from immunization elsewhere not classified. So one single medical coder, and I, and I kind of joke about this, it's actually not funny, uh, probably an intern from college who they handed it to and she actually wrote the truth. Um, and it somehow got through the system because there's not a single one other in there. But, but there were 11 others that mentioned the vaccine as a cause of death in the narrative fields that did not get coded. There's no mm-hmm. code. So when it goes to the CDC, there's no record of any vaccine death. Um, and that, and for your audience, I'm in Massachusetts, and these records are only Massachusetts. There, there are 6.9 million people in Massachusetts. So even though it's small on a map, it's pretty substantial. It's 149th the population of the United States. Um, and out of the six, 6.9 million, we have roughly 60,000 deaths per year. Um, so it's a substantial database. It's not small. And so the fraud of omission is that none of these records have the vaccine as a cause of death. Mm-hmm. Now, further, I, I, you know, through talking to people, uh, somebody approached me in town. They knew that I wrote on um, my Substack, and they read all my stuff. He said, oh, you're the writer who writes about COVID. I said, yeah. And he told me about his brother's friend. Um, and then I, I saw something on the news. And then somebody else contacted me from a, uh, a clubhouse spot that I did. So I started I started amassing these these deaths, and and I would just come home and look them up because I have the database, and be like, wow, you know, he died within 24 hours of the vaccine, and they said he died from COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, Bose Bose Corporation wanted this guy Charles to get the vaccine, or they were going to fire him, and he, you know, he he needed his job, and. Uh, he didn't want to get it. He waited till the last day and he got it. They found him in bed dead the next morning. And say that again. This is that's unconscionable. Say no, the, they, tell, say that again, John. They've been doing this a lot. So, you know, Bose Corporation, the speaker company, said he had to get the vaccine or or he was fired. So he got it and they found him in bed dead the next morning. And they wrote, um, there are only two things listed on his death certificate: <clears throat> obesity and COVID. Now, obesity can be anything. I didn't know the guy, um, but, you know, if you're 220, six feet, you're obese. Mm -hmm. Um, It's listed a lot. I'll I'll just say it's listed a lot. You don't have to be three or 400 pounds to be obese. So um, 48 years old. Yeah. Uh, the, The worst ones. I'll tell you the string of the worst ones. Diane was 62 years old. She got the shot and she reacted pretty soon. And then she was dead from a stroke in a few days. And that was March of 2021. Now, if they had investigated her death and maybe paused the vaccine, Brianna might be alive today. Brianna was 30. She was a high school teacher. And she got she got the vaccine because she's a teacher. She has to get it. 
<clears throat> there's an announcement in the local paper. I know uh, the, the Eagle Tribune. So teachers will be getting the vaccine this, this month in March of 2021. And so she got it and uh, she had a headache almost immediately. So bad that she went to the ER. I mean, who goes to the ER for a headache? Must be pretty bad. Right. So they treated her for a headache, said, you have a migraine, go home. It got so bad. She went again to the ER. They sent her home. And when she got home, she did not recognize her sister. So she was having an event. She was having a stroke. Mm -hmm. And then what happened <clears throat> is um, when they brought her back, they, you know, intracranial pressure. So they cut a hole in her head. But of course, the clots are all through her head. The uh, craniectomy is not going to do anything. Um, she slipped into a coma after a seizure and paralysis. Um, and then from her coma, she went brain dead. And then um, they pulled the plug in two weeks. And the family is without their daughter and uh, sister. And um, you know what they wrote on the death certificate, Dr. H? What? COVID. So they this is this is a this is a fraud of commission and a fraud of omission. The commission is saying that it's COVID when it's not COVID, and the omission is not admitting that it was directly correlated to the inoculation. It, it, exactly. And it, I mean, when you react within minutes and you have a slow, call it a slow decline, you know, she was brain dead in a couple of days. It's, it's, it's just, it's ludicrous that this is not being flagged. They absolutely know. In fact, I read a six-page doctor's report. Um, if it wasn't a doctor's report, it was a research paper that looked through all the records. There were six doctors from the Beth Israel Deaconess Harvard Medical College on this report. Mm -hmm. And throughout this six-page report, which was titled, even the title has to do with the vaccine, they all knew. They knew it was a vaccine. And in fact, today, I read the original report that I have through somebody I got it from, and then the, the version that was actually published in a, in a journal. And the differences are, are, they're pretty evil. They somehow 24 hours, um, they mentioned three weeks, and then they mentioned three months. You know, she, she was dead within 16 days of getting the vaccine. How could she have gone to the ER three months later, or even three weeks later? She couldn't have. So you have this published uh, peer-reviewed peer research paper from six doctors from Harvard Medical College and Beth Israel Deaconess Hospital citing these numbers, which are absolutely crazy. And, and I believe that they, I mean, who can guess, right? But my guess is that they contact her and say, well, if you want this published, you, you got to dull it down against the vaccine. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. so, that, so that's one, right? Uh, Brianna would be alive today if... Um, if they had investigated Diane, who was 62 and died of a, a stroke. And these are all within about 30 or 40 miles of each other. And, and that was four weeks difference. Five weeks after Brianna, 17-year-old Eden McDonald, excuse me, mm -hmm. I didn't mean to say her name, but so Eden, uh, Eden dies. She has a CVST, which is a cerebral venous sinus thrombosis. It's a special kind of stroke. Mm -hmm. uh, do you, if you if your listeners go and, and do a DuckDuckGo search on uh, CVST, they'll, they'll see that it's becoming quite popular lately. Uh, it used to be very rare, and they'll still call it rare because they don't want to give away the vaccine that did it. But um, so Eden had such a bad headache, she had to delay. This is what it says in the, in the VAERS report. 
she had to delay her second shot for two or three weeks. She went to her PCP like twice because her headache's so bad. But lucky for her, her headache resolved so she could get her second shot. And then she wow. died of a stroke, 17 years old, five weeks after Brianna. So they don't investigate Diane. And then Brianna dies and they don't investigate either one of those. Eden dies. I mean, I could go on all night with names. You know, Holly was 42. She had two kids. Um, they, her brother posted that he was worried about his sister having internal bleeding. Well, I noticed in her obituary a couple months later uh, when she died, because she was in a hospital a long time, I noticed her obituary said that uh, her brother had, had died in, in the same month. Not, not the month she died, but the month that he wrote the, uh, the Facebook post saying he was worried about her. So I looked it up. I'm like, sure enough, two weeks after he posted that he was worried about his sister, he died in his sleep at 37. So the parents lost both their kids within three months. I mean, I lost one son, and, and I'm, I'm kind of crazy right now. I, I don't do well. I can't imagine losing both, having two and losing both of them within three months. So um, th there's, <clears throat> I'll tell you, let me get back to the fraud of commission a little bit. And I, I looked up acute fentanyl intoxication. It's at X42. And X42 can actually cover meth and stuff like that. But fentanyl has become quite popular since the border's been open. And also, um, well, that's another story. But uh, I found 24 acute. Now, acute means, you know, right away in the moment. It's not chronic. There are chronic fentanyl use. That's a whole different code. And they didn't die from that because it'll say chronic fentanyl use. But that won't be the cause of death. When it says acute fentanyl intoxication, that means they took too much fentanyl and fentanyl killed them. Mm -hmm. And they also threw on COVID because they said SARS-CoV-2 and uh, positivity in the setting of uh, acute fentanyl intoxication. So they tested dead bodies for um, COVID. And, and with, the, COVID. with PCR, I'm assuming. Well, I, they didn't say what they tested them with, but they, it mm -hmm. just said SARS-CoV-2 positivity. So I assume, and it could be PCR, it could be a, uh, one of those genetic tests. Um, that doesn't matter, but what matters is, you know, even the CDC guidance doesn't say to do that. They, they're not supposed to do that. It has to be causal. Mm -hmm. I have the paragraphs. The paragraphs are in exhibits B and C in report two and agenda three, uh, alert three. Um, I think you guys have the same alerts, but it, it, it's, in my, um, it's in my case as an exhibit. And um, they're breaking the rules. They're doing it willfully. Um, and, and it was to inflate numbers. Now, Blunt force trauma to the head, blunt force trauma to the torso, car accidents, falling down the stairs, tested the dead body for COVID, they write COVID. It's all fraudulent. You know, Massachusetts was the third highest deaths per million in COVID for more than a year in the world, in the world. Before I knew you, all of 2020 and half of 2021, I tracked uh, COVID deaths per million for any state or nation that had more than 3 million people. And Massachusetts was number three in the world for a year. And um, it's all fraud, I find out. Well, that's how you get it. It's, what do we do? The person died. They died in a car accident. Well, let's test them for COVID because clearly that should be something we do. And clearly that was the cause of the death, right? And that's what we saw in Alameda County, California, and in uh, Santa Clara County, California, when they did a, a partial audit 
that they found that on average, 22 to 25% of all supposed COVID deaths in 2020 were actually not had nothing to do with COVID. And how do you do it? Just like what you're blowing the lid off right here. A person is dies, you have a you have a cadaver there, and now you're going to test the cadaver for some reason just to try to get a number, just try to get a false positive PCR test so you can get the thumbs up that we can add COVID to the death certificate. And then, of course, there's going to be a little bit more money coming back in because you put that on death certificates. So it's a financial kind of windfall for you to do so. This is nuts, folks. This is just nuts. You know, we're, we're going to take a short break, but you know, one of the things, John, I got to tell you before we go to break that I really appreciate about you, and I know the 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 toll it takes on your on your heart, is that it's not just a number for you. You know, we get into the Vera's arguments and things like that, and it's numbers, it's numbers, it's numbers, it's numbers. There's a story behind every number in there, and sadly, you're the guy that knows those stories because you're one of the few people that can connect the number to an actual person and then figure out what's going on. But folks, we have to get into these stories. If we are going to move forward in a good way on this, we are going to have to develop compassion and empathy for what people are going through. It doesn't matter whether you're the person that was smart enough to not get the shots and God bless you if you are, right? It's that there are people out there, good people who were lied to and are suffering. I mean, imagine being that mom and dad who lost their son and their daughter in the same month. Imagine losing a 17-year-old daughter. Imagine being a husband to a 62-year-old woman or a husband to a 30-year-old teacher, right? These are people that are lost. They're gone now because they were lied to and it was willful. It was willful misconduct to do so. So we'll be right back with more John uh, Bodwin. <laughs> He's going to get on me. I, I mispronounced his name, folks. It's an inside gag between he and I. I mispronounced his name for the first like three months, and he was so nice. He never corrected me. But uh, So I'm unlearning some things, too. But folks, when we come right back, we're going to come back and we're going to get into something a little bit deeper here. John has the information, the data from Massachusetts for 2020, 2021, and 2022. And he's going to share with us some of that analysis because there's something very fishy going on. If the shots worked, which we know they don't, then 2021 and 2022, we should see a lower death count, but we don't in a lot of cases. If the shots didn't cause any harm, we should see at least a regression to the mean, something close to 2020, but we don't. And so when we come back with John, he's going to blow the lid off some causes of death that are skyrocketing right now. And this is very much in alignment with what Ed Dowd is saying and other folks out there are saying who are actually doing the hard work of looking at the data. So we'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio and John Bodwin <laughs> right after these messages.
Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity, unlike other supplements that don't work. Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the CofixRx banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're here with John Bodwin again, and uh, now we're going to get into the data analysis of the Massachusetts death certificates. All right. And what we're talking about specifically is 2020, 2021, 2022. Now I've had the advantage of seeing the actual graphs and all the amazing work that John has done. He's been briefing some very high level people that shall rename nameless, obviously, but uh, he's been briefing some very high level people on really what's going on. And he actually knows how to break everything down. So if you're out there listening, you know, somebody that knows a governor somewhere, a district attorney somewhere that wants to help and, and needs help analyzing death certificates to find this fraud, contact me, contact America Out Loud. We will get you in touch with John and he is happy to jump in there and help out. We can put this baby to bed if we can just get our hands on the data, folks. So John, bringing you back in, you know, um, we're hearing a lot of things about cancers. We're certainly hearing a lot of things about blood clots. Even the FDA had to come out and admit about blood clots. What are you seeing in terms of the data for the last two years? I'd say 2021, 2022, in terms of death certificates, what are the largest or growing causes of death that you're seeing um, in the data right now that you're analyzing? Okay. Um, I'll, I'll do the largest in number and the largest in percentage gain. That's, that's a reasonable size. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about, you know, tongue cancer, which is rare, but it's still up. Um, but before I do that, I want to make sure your audience understands what's been happening and why, why this is different than anything else. And, and you mentioned at the very beginning, I have, I have the death certificate database. I'm one of like two people. Um, and, and I'm working with the other guy that does the Vermont stuff. He's doing a good job. <clears throat> so, CDC bundles their data. And when they, when they give you, uh, not you, the world, right? They give the world all these researchers and everybody's looking at data. They'll give, say, renal failure, and they'll give you N17 through N19. So that'll be N170, N171, and all the way to N179. Then it'll be N18 and all the N18 codes. So what is N178 and 9? N17 is acute renal failure. That means never had a problem with the kidneys before, and they have it all of a sudden, and they die with the condition. Whereas N18 is, is chronic. 
they could be uh, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, and that's N181, N182, and, and so forth. So why is this important? Because I have record level source data, and, and that's what's required for somebody to be able to find stuff. But because I have that, I can unbundle what the CDC gives to the rest of the world. And so the rest of the world will look at a study by somebody, and there have been a few, um, the, 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 some going around Twitter and Facebook and People do the studies. I've even seen papers written where renal failure is up 20%. Wow, that's pretty high. And that is pretty high for something to be up 20% in 2021 <clears throat> and, and 2022. Well, it just so happens that chronic renal failure was actually down. And, and I'm just talking Massachusetts, but, but this particular one kind of translates uh, across the country. So if chronic was down, how is the overall up? Well, acute is up. Not just acute is up, but because chronic, there, there are twice as many people, it really stepped on and canceled the signal. It's called the Simpsons paradox, where if you look at the combined signal, there, there's not much there. But if you separate out the two, you see that one is low and one is high, and they cancel each other. So chronic is down. Why is chronic down? There were 8,000 excess deaths that occurred in only nine weeks in Massachusetts, in um, March to June of 2020. So 8,000 extra people died in nine weeks, and they were mostly over 85, mostly over 85. And I, I won't, you know, probably shouldn't dwell on how they died. I believe it was mostly neglect um, and maybe some COVID and some COVID pneumonia or just regular pneumonia, uh, but I believe it was neglect. And so that 8,000 excess, they're not available to die again. They're dead. And over the next two years, the chronic is going to go down because they would have been the ones who died of chronic kidney disease over the next two years, but they're already dead. So chronic was down in 2021 and 2022, and acute was up. How, how much was acute up? 85%. 85%, not 20%, like the CDC says, 85%. And, and if you do an estimation, I use linear least squares approximation, what that is, it's a big word for, you put five points on a graph and you try to draw a line among them, a straight line. So you put the five points on the graph, you draw a straight line and say, where would 2021 be and where would 2022 be? So I'm not taking an average, I'm taking a positive slope line, applying it. It's a very, very conservative approach and 85%. But you know what I get for excess deaths in the last 19 months? 1,500 excess. That's not 1,500 acute renal failure deaths. That's 1,500 excess in one state, in one single cause of death. 1,500 extra people died. And, you know, I'll just say the product I think did it. And this is an opinion, so they can't sue me over it. <laughs> Remdesivir, mm -hmm. and there I found out only uh, five weeks ago when somebody texted me and said, "I'm driving to Worcester. I'm going to go visit my dad." He texts me later, "I'm at my dad's place. They've got on the board written Remdesivir. They got him on Remdesivir to get him off it right away." So he talked to the doctor. He got his father off Remdesivir immediately. His father's doing better now. He's okay. Uh, he would have died of kidney failure on remdesivir. I guarantee it. It's it now as far as percentage gains go, that's the biggest. Um, cardiac arrest <clears throat> is the biggest number. There's the 
2,700 excess deaths in the last um, 20 months, 19 and a half, 20 months um, in Massachusetts alone. Now, now, now this is crazy. 2,700 excess in Massachusetts alone from a single ICD-10 code, I-46.9. Uh, it's insane. I mean, what we have here is a, um, call it a pandemic, call it whatever you want. It's a health emergency. This, these, either one of these alone is a health emergency greater than anything in the last 50 years. And it's going unnoticed because nobody's breaking these down. I think I'm the only one who went to individual ICD-10 codes because I'm the only one who can because I have the death certificates. I'm I'm not any kind of brilliant mathematician. You know that. I, I just happen to find this stuff because I'm an electrical engineer. And I think in terms of signals. And when I look at the signals, um, I'm in a northern climate in uh, Massachusetts, so we have we have fewer deaths in the summer and more deaths in the winter. And if you if you look at a uh, temperature plot, it's it's a perfect sine wave. You know, it's cold in the in the winter and hot in the summer. And if you look at the deaths every single year, it's a perfect sine wave with, without any anomaly like a disease or or a killer vaccine. Um, so what I did was I I looked at these. Uh, sine waves. I call it a carrier wave because I'm an electrical engineer. You embed a signal into a carrier wave. Uh, but if you have a waveform, how do you draw a signal out of it? Well, you, you subtract out the carrier wave. And what I found, what what should have happened if, if it's a virus, if it's a seasonal respiratory virus, it'll increase the amplitude of the sine wave, but the sine wave will still go down to zero in the summer because it's seasonal. And so you, you have a, an increased amplitude where each successive year goes down to come comes back to normal. I don't want to confuse your audience right now, but take, take imagine if a vaccine comes in or something comes in and just kills people in a linear fashion. It's not seasonal. It's killing the same number in February as January as as it is in uh, July or mm -hmm. September. And, and what it does is you just take that sine wave and you raise it up. And so that's what happened. The, the signal embedded has nothing to do with the seasonal virus. It's not COVID in 2021 or 2022. It's something else. And it's something linear. And, and that would be the vaccine rollout. Um, so, you know, you, you've got the, the seasonality profile is different. Now, the age profile, <clears throat> this is another uh, Simpsons paradox. Um, a lot of people have said there's a five-month delay with the vaccine deaths, um, and they've said, you know, things like that. Now, when I look at it, that remember the eight-week, excuse me, the 8,000 8, excess deaths in nine weeks in Massachusetts from March to June of 2020. And I remember I said that steps on signals for a long time, like almost two years. Well, that's what happened because when I, I did a heat map, I broke it into... Um, I broke it into uh, 24 annual periods and 15 age groups. And by doing that, I was able to see the 85 plus group from February to June of 2021. So you've got this period, 2021 starts and you start vaccinating people. And it seems like the steady state increase in deaths, it seems like it doesn't start until July. And then it goes up to like 10 to 20 deaths per day, every single day for the rest of the year. 
That's crazy, crazy numbers. Get into a couple thousand deaths, which actually matches the cardiac arrest increase and so forth. So the um, the 65 to 84 deaths were all year long. The excess, the excess was all year. It wasn't just the second half of the year. There was no five month delay. It started as soon as the vaccine started. The problem was people can't see it because they they do like a 65 plus age group. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't do that because the 65 to 84 is up while the 85 plus is down in a deficit because they're not available to die again. So they canceled out the death. So nobody saw the signal, but it's there. I found it. So well, it's it's funny to me how they don't they when they don't want to see something, they don't look for it. You know, um, that that's that's been my experience more often than not, is that, you know, you have if, if I don't want to know something, I'm just going to pretend it's not there. I'm not going to ask questions. I'm not going to kind of look for it. And what you're suggesting is that it was there all along if you just opened your eyes and did an honest analysis of what was going on. Well, no, nobody, everybody is uh, data is what the CDC gives them. You Again, you have a bundling problem. People aren't. Right. Aren't, aren't unbundling this properly or they don't have access like I do to unbundle it because I have record level source data. Right. So right. just for the audience, let me, let me, let me spell that out again. So the CDC will bundle data in terms of saying kidney disease, right? So that's going to include all the ICD 10 codes involved with kidney disease. And what John's suggesting is that if you just stop looking at it like that, because you can hide signals, safety signals, when you have the data bundled like that, and you go into every single ICD-10 associated with kidney disease, you can actually see which specific ICD-10 codes are up, like the acute kidney renal failure that he was talking about, and which are down, the chronic renal failure, so that those two can't cancel them out when everything is bundled together, folks. What we're talking about here is really a a really intense data analysis. But in order to get to that level of intensity with data analysis, you need to have the full record set. And John is one of two people in the country that has access to the full data set for the state that he is in. The CDC nationwide level, forget about it. You're not getting that, right? Not without massive FOIA, great attorney work, and a lot of fighting which hopefully will happen, or maybe a grand jury investigation, right? Maybe a grand jury investigation that says, hey, we want to see all that because we have somebody that can analyze that data and we want to see what that independent analysis really reveals. So, John, tell us just for the audience, and let's let's go back high level for everybody here for to, to end off today's show. 2020, when we look at the total deaths by ICD-10 code, you know, we would expect it to be a little bit higher, right? We would expect it to be a little bit higher because of the ramifications of the lockdowns and the yeah. neglect you suggested and, uh, and, and just more people died, especially when epidemiology, it's called dry tender. If there was the two years prior, less people died than expected. So you'll have a year where it's a catch-up year. But we don't have historically, to my knowledge, any three-year period of excess death, excess death, excess death for the reasons that you were detailing. Once people are dead, they're gone. And death death is traditionally really driven by people 65 and older and especially 85 years of age and older. Now, you found in the Massachusetts data 
where 2020 was maybe a little high or maybe kind of on average with the previous years, 2015 to 2019, you found that 2021 was even higher than 2020. And you found that in some instances, 2022 was even higher than 2021, that this is absolutely not supposed to ever happen. The only way this could happen if there was some external variable, i.e. the shots, creating this problem. Where have you seen, John, the 2021 deaths exceeding 2020, 2022 deaths exceeding 2020, things like that? Where, where have you seen some cause for concern? So it, I, I first found this in March, and I'll just say 2021 was circulatory system and blood related, and 2020 was respiratory, which you would expect from covid Mm-hmm. Now, bear in mind, in Massachusetts, there were twice as many COVID deaths in 2020 as 2021. So COVID deaths went down substantially, you know, cut in half. Mm-hmm. All-cause deaths also, the, the marginal all-cause deaths, the difference, also cut in half in, from 2020 to 2021. Which so, is what we would expect, right, John? Right? We would exactly. expect that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And now when you go into the circulatory system codes, anything to do with the blood, Okay, blood forming organs, uh, the, the, the blood transport system, call it a circulatory system. And then blood cancers uh, like um, uh, acu- um, B cell lymphocytic leukemia, uh, lymph node cancer, bone marrow cancer. They were all up in 2022 and in 2021 a little bit, but it takes cancer a little longer. But the immediate deaths that occurred, pulmonary embolism, cardiac arrhythmia, cardiac arrest, uh, thrombocytopenia, um, acute post-hemorrhagic anemia. Um, I, I think I covered most of them. You know, not everybody's dying of everything. They're dying of specific things. Diseases of veins, lymphatic vessels, lymph nodes, not elsewhere classified. Um, there, there's, they're all pretty much the same thing. The endothelium is getting attacked, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The endothelium, uh, folks, is the inner lining of the blood vessels. So other venous embolism and thrombosis, you know, way up. I mean, these codes are sky high. Now, bear in mind, COVID, all-cause, and pneumonia, and respiratory illnesses, those deaths were all down, down substantially from 2020 to 2021. So what you have is an inverse relationship. You're going to have people say, well, you know, COVID was still around in 2021. Oh, really? Well, if it was, then more people would have died of those respiratory illnesses. Oh, no, mm-hmm. you're trying to tell me that COVID, all of a sudden, on a year boundary in January, COVID decides, I'm not going to kill people with pneumonia anymore. I'm going to kill them with a heart attack or a stroke or a pulmonary embolism. No, that's not what viruses do. They don't change their symptom spectrum profile. And, and the age spectrum profile changed, too. The COVID deaths were right in the middle of what it would take to change the average age of death. Mm-hmm. So basically everything changed. The, the symptom spectrum profile, age spectrum profile, and the seasonality profile changed on a year boundary with the introduction of the vaccine. There's nothing else different. Folks, you're listening to somebody who has the actual death certificate data and knows how to analyze it and listen to what he's saying. 2020, respiratory deaths, excess deaths, COVID, COVID, COVID. 2021, they were trying to say is still COVID, 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 but now it's not respiratory failure, it's circulatory failure. So 
what changed? Well, what changed 2021? The introduction of the supposed vaccine. That's the only change. And what are we learning from Ryan Cole? And what are we learning from the shows I've done and, and what you're hearing all around the world? What are you learning? Blood clots, cl blood clotting disorder and cancers of the blood, cancers of the bone. What are we seeing out there, folks? We are seeing something is different, right? It's not COVID anymore. And that's where you go back to now somebody dies from a circulatory disease and they have a fraud of commission by putting COVID on that death certificate without proof. And they have a fraud of omission by refusing to say that it was from the shots. In fact, John, just for the last little yes or no right here, do, is there, you said there were 300 and what, 15, 319 fields of information for each record? Yeah, over 300. Yeah. Over 300, right? Is there a field that specifically says if the person received the COVID shot or not? No. So then there is no field that also says the date of the shot for that person. No, but that's, as you know, it's legislation I'm proposing. Right. And that's, of course, folks, by design so that you can protect the lie of safe and effective. Because if on the death certificate, it showed when somebody got their last, got a shot and when the dates were, right, that, hey, they got this shot and the date was here and then they died one day later, its causality seems to be pretty obvious at that point. So you leave out 300 pieces of information, but let's leave out the most important information going right now so that we can perpetuate the lie of, of safe and effective. John, we got 30 seconds. I want you to finish it up. And, and what do you want folks to know? <clears throat> um, my website is via Vera Vita, V-I-A-V-E-R-A-V-I-T-A.com. Um, my Substack is uh, it, it's it's complicated. If you go to my Twitter profile, you can find it. Cocanation, C O Q U I N D E C H I E N. The initials of which are C D C. So, folks, we'll make sure that's all in the show notes to make it super super sensible for you to find. John, thank you so much for sharing your information and your great work on there. I know it's hard work. I know it's it hurts the work that you're doing, but I appreciate that you do it, and I appreciate how you do it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, folks. Um, we got a lot of work to do, right? You can see right here, but we got to do the work. We've got to do the work because children's lives are depending on us to get this work done. All right. So remember, we have four challenges. Take no offense. Speak truth. Be selfless and remain humble. May God shine his divine light down upon us all everyone that we love and surround us in the protection of his warm embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Energetic Health Radio and the Energetic Health Institute. Until we meet again, aloha and adios.